Good morning and welcome back to Candidate Question Time with ASL's Managing Director Jason Perry and me, my name's Sarah. So it's been ooh, at least four weeks since we've actually run one of these between Christmas and New Year celebrations. Uh, we hope that you did have a, a happy and safe Christmas and New Year and uh, we're all back to it right now. So a lot has changed in the time that we've been away um, and uh, it's probably time that we started talking about some of those changes and how they will have impacted you. It's pretty sure there's not anybody left in, in the area who hasn't been affected. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to introduce Jason. So Jason is a Chartered Institute. No, he's not. He's a Chartered Fellow of the Chartered Institute of the Personnel. I'm going to let Jason say that bit. So he's a, a Chartered Fellow of the CIPD and he's also an HR specialist. Uh, so without any further ado, I'm going to bring him in. Jason, good morning. Are you there? Good morning, Sarah. Welcome back. It's nice to see you use the Christmas break to master how to say the Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development. That's the one. You see, I'm out of practice. It's been, I, it's been a I, while. I also rather like you seem to say everybody had been infected over Christmas. Yes. But Like I say, I've probably not had enough coffee yet this morning. That will do uh, it. Anyway, so I hope you had a good Christmas, Jason. Not bad under the circumstances, I think, is the... Uh, <laughs> the best way of describing it not the one any of us wanted i think but yes no, no but you know next year will be different we hope <laughs> the light is at the end of the tunnel yes very so, much so we've had quite a few changes obviously um and i'm sure everybody's heard about them so these are going to impact a lot of uh workers now so we've had a couple of questions emailed in uh so i'm going to dive straight in with the first one if that's okay okay with you Okay, so the first one is, I'm worried my employer isn't taking this seriously enough. People aren't wearing masks and I don't feel safe. Can I sign up for furlough? Okay, um, as so often as I do with these, Sarah, there's a short answer and a long answer. So I'll do the short answer first because it's the easy one. No, you can't. But let me give you the detail and explain why. And it's a really good problem they've raised. Um, Furlough is not something that individuals have a choice about. So somebody can't choose to put themselves on furlough. Um, somebody can't choose to opt into furlough. Um, the furlough scheme is available to employee, employers, providing they meet the criteria of it. Assuming they do, it's for them to decide who and when they want to furlough somebody, um, who it's going to impact and so on. Having said that, there are some really good points going on. And this, I'm sure you've got other questions that are going to come back to this point, but we've got many more infections. There are an awful lot more of this virus around on our streets, as it were, than there was two, three months ago. And one of the things we've been working on is helping employers make sure they are COVID safe and reviewing how they're doing it. Because what might have been COVID safe in July, August... I'm sorry, it isn't anymore, because we now have a virus that is much more transmissible than the one we were looking at a few months ago. Now, I'll give you some examples, and I'm going to try very hard not to mention employers' names. But there's one fairly substantial employer I'm aware of, and it's not actually that local, so it's not affecting the people looking here at Hastings. Um, but one fairly substantial employer I'm aware of who have a nationwide agreement that all staff will wear masks on site. Um, and they don't enforce it. 
Now, somewhere senior up the management ranks, they have decided that one of the best ways of keeping their staff safe is saying all staff wear masks on site at all times in the factory or in the factories. And they're not enforcing it. People are choosing to opt out. And quite honestly, it's dangerous. Now, coming back to the question, the key point that our uh, individual asked us, what can they do, I think, is a more relevant question. And the reality is your employer has a legal duty, and it's an absolute legal duty, to keep you safe in the workplace. And in order to do that, they have to carry out risk assessments. And they need to be working out, A, what is the risk of something happening, i.e. somebody catching COVID, and B, what is the implication if they do? We all know that if a vulnerable person or if somebody of a certain age or with underlying health conditions catches it, this can be a deadly disease. So employers need to take this very, very seriously. If you are somebody who is concerned about this, the very first thing you should do is go and talk to your employer. I say go and talk to them. The reality is probably a phone call or a, a video conference call in today's strange world. Um, if you are on site, then a socially distanced conversation with them. But you need to talk to them and express your concerns. If they are not taking your concerns seriously, then get some external advice. That might be a union in your case. It might be talking to an organisation like ACAS. Uh, we, we know people can ring us. People have been coming to us for advice. If somebody has big concerns, pick up the phone, talk to me. Um, but an employer does have a duty. Ultimately, if they fail to do it, you can report them to the health and safety executive. There is a whistleblowing process. So if somebody is simply flouting the law and putting you at risk on a daily basis, this isn't about COVID. It's about any health and safety issue. An employer has to protect you. So I said there's a long and a short answer. That's hopefully provided some clarity. Yeah, I mean that's very key, isn't it? Um, there is there is a legal uh, um, from a legal standpoint, they have to keep you safe, and yes. that was enforced even before we had the pandemic. Do you so, know it, it, it's anything, Sarah? If you're working with dangerous chemicals, you can't have them in an environment where you spill them on people or they breathe the gases. If you're working in a warehouse, you have to have people with steel toe cap boots so they don't break their feet when they drop something. And if we're working in a pandemic. You have to do things to make sure your staff are less likely to catch it. And if there are obvious things that can and should be done, and those are laid down by the government in their guidance, and your employer isn't doing them and is not trying to keep you safe, then they are effectively breaking the law. And it's absolute. Okay. So first of all, try and, try and get your employer to play ball. Yeah. <laughs> and then if, if, if that doesn't work, there Seek are... Seek advice. Yeah. Okay. A, a CAS, um, ourselves, a union, um, or even informal advice from the health and safety executive. What can you do? But you cannot opt to be furloughed yourself. That's just not an option, I'm afraid. Yeah. Okay. And that never has been furlough as well. No. The employer has, has determined, not the employee. Yes. Okay. So uh, another question here for you. Uh, I have just changed jobs, having been on furlough for months, and now we've got a new lockdown. If my employer closes, can I be furloughed there? I suppose this goes to length of service. Does that affect? It, it does. And, you know, back to the point we just made, you can't opt in to furlough. Um, therefore, it is the employer's choice. And there is criteria around it. 
Um, forgive me if I'm not 100% accurate on this one because it's a few months ago, but when the latest round of furlough was brought in, which was from the 1st of November, if I recall correctly, when we were expecting it to be changed, and it didn't, um, the qualifying date was you needed to be on the payroll on the 30th of October. So if you've changed jobs since the 30th of October, if you thought, yay, this crisis is coming to an end, I'll start building my future and I'll get a new job, you take a new job, you're not eligible to fellow, I'm afraid, not under the current rules. Yeah, that's that's quite painful, isn't it? Because, it yes, is. as you say, um, people were thinking, yay, and, you know, vaccines coming, everything's going to be fine. Yes. Uh, and, then, and then we end up in this situation. Yes. Fortunately, there's probably quite a few people that would have been uh, caught out on that one. There, there are. I mean, I think something that's probably worthy of talking about for a couple of minutes, um, and I may have to just check some notes to do this accurately, but is looking at what's happened in the Hastings area where our, our candidates, our clients are working. Because you know, lots of people are saying this is worse than it was, but in order to get a perspective of how much worse, I think you need to see how many cases there are. I mean, most of us know, particularly those of us with school-aged children and so on, have kind of seen the anecdotal evidence and heard you know, there are people out there, schools are spreading it. We've seen that. But if you go back to the summer, when most of us felt quite safe, you know, we could go out and eat out in a garden somewhere at a you know, pub or cafe or whatever, and we weren't too concerned about our safety in, let's say, July, August. In July, in Hastings, there were 11 positive test results for covid you know, there's, a, I think, something like a population of 80,000, 90,000 people in Hastings. 11 people had the disease, had the virus. Mm-hmm. It's not a reason to be too scared. You wanted to be cautious not to spread it, but it wasn't a big game changer. Mm-hmm. As we went on, in August, there were 27 cases tested positive. In September, there were 66 cases positive. And as we got towards October, um, schools were back, cases went up a bit. October was 166 cases. Now, I think most people, if they saw a change from 11 cases to 166, might start to think, hmm, I need to be a little bit cautious. This is real. November was 326. So it's starting to get serious. It's kind of doubling in a month there. But the one I really think uh, hammers home the point of how bad this got in December The December number, um, 3,035 positive test results just in Hastings. Mm. That's six months. In six months, yeah. Well, A, in six months it's gone up there, Sarah. But in one month, it's gone up by 10 times the amount. It's gone up from 300 to 3,000. And that is shocking. Um... And it it really is why we need to take precautions. It's why we need every employer to take precautions. And sadly, it is why we need this lockdown to stop the hospitals getting full and unnecessary people dying from it. So can I just, you know, sort of uh, on on the point of, you know, just how virulent this is and and how much it's increased, just briefly, can we talk about um, how it's affected what's going on in the job market in Hastings? Are you seeing a lot of employees close now? Or is it, um, you know, are a lot more people being furloughed or are more people actually working from home now? All right. There's there's a few small changes. The reality is this is nothing like the first lockdown in the sense that 
Nobody knew what to do. It was, oh God, we didn't see this coming. Quick panic, let's all close. That isn't happening. People have had months to prepare for their COVID safety. Employers have had months to prepare. So what we have seen is employers who are predominantly office-based, um, who gradually have returned to having some element of their work back in the office. Some of those have said, do you know what, in these circumstances with the new lockdown, we're going to close the office, everybody is going to work at home again, even though we'd partially accepted people could come in. So I think there are some admin people who um, sadly are back to working with laptops on their beds. That, I think, has happened a little bit again. Um, the other sector that I think is affected, um, we know that only necessary retail, essential retail, is open. So that has an impact on other aspects of the market. So if your employer makes something, works in a sector that essentially is sold through non-essential retail, it's kind of drying up a little bit because people aren't buying non-essential retail because they can only buy it online. Um, so that has had an impact. It's not a big impact. I'd probably say it's 5 to 10%. In other news, I'd say overall the market is improving we're actually seeing more job opportunities. And I think the reality is because um, uh, businesses can see what's coming ahead, and that is a vaccine that is proven to work, which we should have 90% of the people who die and you know, get most ill from this vaccinated within the next couple of months. I think businesses are beginning to make plans for how to reopen the economy and get up to scratch. So I, I think we've got an incredibly rough six weeks ahead of us, but I think the future beyond that is a bit brighter. Yeah. Okay. Now that's a that's a wonderful place to leave it, Jason. We are okay. running out of time again anyway. So uh, that's a, a nice positive note. So thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much, everybody at home who's joined us um, for our Facebook Live session, first one of 2021. Um, if you have any questions, if you need any advice on any of the topics that we've been raising today, then by all means do get in touch with the team. They're on 01424-452-999 or you can drop them an email at hastings at aslgroup.co.uk. Thank you very much for joining us. Jason, thank you. It's been a pleasure as always. And uh, we'll see you all again in two weeks' time. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thanks, Sarah. Bye-bye.